Welcome to Hot Seat, the show with the hot seat and the hottest questions. Today we have our good friend Nigel. Nigel! Hey! hey. Also known as Uncle Roger sometimes. Yes. Hiya. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So is it surreal you're on hot seats like pretty unbelievable? Yeah, yeah. I love this. It's <laughs> awesome. What is this? It's no expense, Steve. I'm telling you, man, this is high quality <laughs> shit. Do you like Game of Thrones? It's real swords, actually. So. Oh, Alright, cool. so as you know, on Hot Seat, we like to show this, uh, we like to start the show with a, a cold question in order to make sure that people leave the video quickly. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> Oh, the question? Yeah, cold question. Okay. First time, huh? Let's say you're walking down a very safe neighborhood. Real super safe. Okay. And then someone comes out of nowhere and attacks you like this. Okay. What do you do? You just, you know, I don't know, protect myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. Training, training. That's please, the real protection. Please don't unsubscribe. I mean, that's just, he can be poking somewhere else, not just your eyes. You don't have right? to try to justify it. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we can just, it's just to warm you up a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what's, yeah. what's one of the like uh, most sure. annoying uh, hecklers that you've had to like deal with? Hecklers? It's just been really good. They, they, people are nice so far on the tour. But the worst show I've had is at this place in, in the UK. It's called Butlins. It's a holiday holiday resort. Butlins? Yeah. Huh. I mean, it sounds terrible. It's, people just go there and drink. They, they're drunk at 3 p.m. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, sounds no, like the Commerce no, Casino. They, 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 they just heckle the shit out of it. My worst gig, I was supposed to do 20 minutes at that show. I lasted eight minutes on stage. Oh, oh, did you excuse yourself? Did you like, you walked out, walked yourself out or? No, I, I was like, I'm going to do my time. But, but at the point, nobody was laughing. They started booing at minute five. They were what? throwing like the, the beer beer cups. I mean, the plastic. Thank God it's plastic. Thank God. It's good. And then I was like, no, I'm gonna get paid to do 20. I'm gonna do 20 to get paid. But at the eight, the eight minute mark, I saw a security guard behind the curtain. Just come, just give me this motion. Just get off Whoa. this motion. What what happened? Dang. Were there a lot of drunk people just yes. talking shit for no reason? Or? Very like, I won't I wouldn't say they're racist. Maybe they are. They probably are. But I don't know. But I was I would say they want a very like a very insular, a very mob mentality, small town Britain. Mm. They want to see oh. and they're drunk. Right? We they want to see Conor McGregor. Yeah. No, Conor McGregor is not British. Oh, he's Irish. Irish. They'll hate him too. So it's not, it's not a race thing. How how uh, how were you? How did you stay motivated after that incident to keep doing stand up? Um, you know, did that not crush you? Like, oh my, crushes you for a day. But then, oh, really? yeah. But it's like you. I've bombed before, and then it's become a great story. If you search like Nigel Ung Butlins, I have a six minute routine. I describe that resort as it's, it's a seaside resort that will make you pro global warming. Because you see the people there, you're like, wow. yes. melt the ice cap, yeah. drown those fuckers, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Butlins, yo. Yeah. Butlins. And I also describe them as, uh, it's in the bit as well. They were wearing um, the shaved head and white t shirt, that kind of get up, the skinhead get up, you know, in the UK. And I call that the business casual version of the KKK outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That was, a, that was a rough, roughest gig out there. But apart from that, you know, on my tour, it's been amazing. Oh, I, San Francisco a little bit quiet and nerdy, but that's the worst, so it's fine. People come out to you to see you because they like you, right, on tour. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You yeah. ever smash the fans? Smash <laughs> Sometimes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Own it! Own it! Let's go! That's the best. I like how fast he answered that. At least he owns it on like this guy over here. Yeah. Joe. Joe. No, you sex haver. I have a people pleaser, you know? Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> so you went to school in Northwestern, um, but you didn't grow up here. Like what brought you to Chicago to go to school? I just I just got a scholarship. You're just smart wow. as fuck. I'm okay, I get by. 
I get by. What'd you get a scholarship for? For, for, for a degree for engineering. Smart, degree, fucking you know? engineering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did your parents go, I can't believe it. You are not an engineer. You're a failure, man. What the hell? Before Uncle Roger blew up, yes. Uh, really? But like, yeah. Do I just want to do a stupid jokes all day? <laughs> do now, they believe in the longevity? Or, or are they doing that shit where they're like, this is a phase? <laughs> now I think they're okay now because they, one, they, Uncle Roger's the only thing they laugh at because they can understand him. Uh, I speak with an Asian accent, right? Like my regular standout, I sound like this. It's, it's a bit fast, too fast for them to get. They, they, Once you start talking about like business casual KKK, they're like, uh, what? What? <laughs> What's the KKK? Oh shit. Is it like, you know, like, it's like a video, like 4K, is that kind of thing? Like high quality oh, wow. video? It's only 3K, so it's not so good quality. <laughs> and then on YouTube, you can see the subscriber number, so that they. The number. Yeah, they they're very numbers yeah, yeah, yeah. driven. They quantify it. They they're love very the money, dude. They could brag to their friends. <laughs> Look at my son. What about your son? He's just an engineer. <laughs> He's famous. <laughs> he has the full case. What do your parents do? Uh, my mom's like semi retired now, so is my dad. My dad used to sell used cars for a little bit, you know. They're not very successful, so I have to send them so money all the time. Do you tell them that? <laughs> what? Do you tell them they're not very successful? successful? I think I think they know themselves. Okay. I don't need to. Do you think they pressure you, you harder <laughs> because they themselves were not? They didn't really pressure me. Really? Yeah. Tiger Mom is like a very Western Asian thing, you know. Oh. In Mal Malaysia, is a bit more chill. We're not like Korea or China. So I grew like up pretty good childhood. So what motivated you to get good grades? I don't know. I just like being good at stuff. Wow. You know, I just grew up. Whatever I did, I try to do my best at it. You know. Cool. Outside of comedy, what else do you feel like you're um, good at? Like, do you do anything else? Hobby, sports, pounding my fans. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. A plus, dude. I'll give you a scholarship. Uncle Roger, the Nigel Experience wow. VIP tickets. If we ever travel together, just remind me to get a hotel on the opposite side of you. Yeah, so I can get sleep. a fucking night of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have an Uncle Orgies, dude. <laughs> You're gonna hear him critiquing. Oh, blowjob was better in New York. <laughs> oh, God. What was like the uh, most uh, gratifying for your own self that? Uh, like came out of the um, fan fucking experience. Yeah. <laughs> fan pounding. When Uncle Roger blew up, what was like one of the coolest things that came about from that? I've been hustling for like a decade, 10 years, 11 years, man. You know, you do any sort of creative endeavor, you're not guaranteed a break. Yeah. So to be able to do what I do for a living and, you know, live, you know, comfortably off it, it's like, it's a good feeling, man. So yeah. out of your 10 year hustle, what year was uh, the viral of your content? Uncle Roger went viral July 2020. Wow. So I started doing stand-up 2011. So I've been hustling nine years, and then the pandemic. I quit my job, went full-time stand-up six months before the pandemic hit. Oh Whoa. shit! And the pandemic hit. I lost all my work. I had like ten months worth of savings as runway. Otherwise, I'd run off money and had to go back to a day job. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's try to make something so work planned. in the ten months. So. Are you glad that you were doing stand-up already? Oh, because, yeah. be because you know, there's this thing where tubers yeah. sometimes they start doing stand-up after they blow up. They think they can do stand-up. Have you seen TikTokers do stand-up? It's the worst, oh, man. I want to watch it. Yeah, it, it's it's bad. But the thing is, <laughs> who's your favorite? <laughs> no, I didn't ask. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? What? Charlie D'Amelio. That sounds similar to uh, so our friend uh, Cholo Fit. Uh, he was doing stand-up for like 10 years, and he oh, was yeah. pretty much serving tables and all that. And, and he so was funny. and he's so funny, but he was just hustling, hustling, hustling. And it wasn't until he created his Cholo Fit character, which is like this guy that's a Cholo, which is like a Hispanic gangster mm -hmm. that teaches people how to exercise. Oh, that's funny. And then it blew up. <laughs> and then from there, it was just like... <laughs> 
TV show signed by a production yeah, company, and so I'm so, I'm so proud of him. Yeah. But it was just crazy that he was just like 10, 15 years of stand up, just kind of going nowhere, you know? And yeah. all it took was just that one big break. He's a funny, talented dude. Yeah, but, so funny. But then he had the skills to back up the opportunity. Yeah, those 10 years, you develop your chops, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you get big on TikTok, you, you do a stand up show, people will come see you once. If they come to the show, they don't like it, then they just, okay, we saw him, we don't want to see him any, anymore, yeah. right? But yeah. hopefully people come, I do have people who come to the show and then they come to another show. I tell them, I tell them the same material, but they still come. They still love it? Uncle Roger, that does a lot of crowd work, so every yeah, time I shit on awesome. different people. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. How, do you change your set at all, or, or does it evolve for you, or are you, you really happy with where it's at? Minor evolving, always improving it, but this tour, the Haya tour right now, is gonna be roughly 90% the same material every show you come to, 80, 90%. So yeah. you worked on it, bit by bit, and then you develop your kind of touring material, and then you're touring with it. Yep. Just kind of like touring with the feature film or something. Yep, yeah. and then when it's done, I record the special, and then I retire the material. And, you, and then you bring and you out wrote, a new set. Yep. You wrote everything? You have no writing partner or anything? No, no, no. Just sometimes in a car ride with other comedians, you would kind of riff, yeah. yeah, and then you come out with new lines, or you just, you know, ask a comedian friend to watch your set, they give you a few pointers, oh, you, you could say this year, say this year. But maybe for my next tour, because it will have to happen in like, two or three years time, maybe I'll get some writing help to, you know, more eyes, move it faster. Yeah. Have you faced that kind of uh, criticism? Like, oh, you're just a fucking YouTuber. You're not a real stand-up comedian. Oh yeah, def definitely there's that stigma there, but who cares, right? Yeah. yeah. I sell tickets, I make money, and then the people who don't do YouTube, well, good luck having a career in this day. And <laughs> that's a great, yeah. That's late, awesome. late night, that's nothing. Anything with a shiny floor, yeah. that's nothing for you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> shiny floor. You find yourself on a shiny floor, you're irrelevant. You're fucked. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, oh shit. It's true. The only way shiny floor works is if you, if you take it out and put it on YouTube. Yeah. Then it go, goes viral. Then the shiny floor but works. If you get, but if you have two shiny floors, your friends are like, mm, this is a shiny floor, you're not relatable. It's, yeah, <laughs> it, it feels outdated, right? Yeah. On TikTok, yeah. you see shiny floor, you just scroll through it. True, right? yeah. You're gonna see big tits and a ring light. That's why there's TikTok. I mean, hey, that's very true. So a lot of uh, people that do comedy, it's like their form of coping or something painful that happened and that's like their new perspective. Uh -huh. If you had to, I don't know if, it, if this is the case for you, but like, let's say if you had to tie it to anything that was painful or traumatic in your childhood, like mm -hmm. what would you think helped you have this funny perspective? I, um, I never had that traumatic of a childhood. I think I was beat by my parents, but we all were, right? Yeah. Two, I was not. You were not. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, that's not true. They hugged me really hard sometimes. And it was hard to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> like ass. Sounds like you're bragging. And they like, gave me oh, oh, stop! Yeah. Oh, too much love, it's yeah. constricting. And I'm like, oh, hey, let me really crack my neck it. first. Mm -hmm. It's like a bear hug. I mean, that's one way to view it as a coping thing, but sometimes if you, I, it's not really that because if you just view comedy as comedy as a coping thing, that you do very depressing comedy. Uh, you talk about how your dad touched you and you're growing. Like, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that gets old. Waiting for the button. Is there a button? What? Your dad touching you. Dad touched you. And therefore, <laughs> he wants you to sit in line. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, and it's always, yeah, but I know exactly. What you're comedy about. is about like everything that happens in my life, right? So I, I th two years ago, I got punched in London. It's like a, a suspected COVID thing. You can't prove people's attention, right? But I was just on my street. They're like, you got COVID, pa! I don't know, he just said, you know what you did, you know what you did. He was just walking oh, along yeah, the street. God, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck, fuck man. Sounds like an American. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't gotten punched here yet, so. Thank you know. God. Wait, London has an Oakland too? <laughs> <laughs> Oakland, London? <laughs> Punching Asians everywhere as a global. What do you think of Ronnie Chang? Oh yeah, I love him, he's so funny. Yeah. Can we do that again? Can you shit on him a little? Yeah. Shit on him a little? <laughs> I fucking hate him. <laughs> he's, he, he's like, 
He's also Malaysian. Yeah. He's oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But he grew up in many different places. He's oh. he, to me, we have a lot of like similar life experience. But I always view him as he's like the smarter one. His comedy is very like insightful. I thought he was I, Australian or something. He lives in Australia. Yeah, he, he lives, oh, yeah. Yeah. is there is there like a particular like um, for Asian stand-up comedians like a particular type of Asian joking that like many do that you just like really don't like? These like kind of overrated or played out. Um. My father-in-law loves Joe Coy, for example. Joe Coy's great. Joe Coy's great. Well, there you go. I mean, every, every the hacky jokes, of course. Yeah. Uh, like if your punchline is just you know a, a stereotype, then it's kind of my dick is small. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking funny. No, I, I was just I just felt like mentioning. That's fucking good. It's funny because it's true, you know. Like, I, love <laughs> I love when Asian guys say that about yeah. themselves. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> That's nothing to do with it. They just wanted to tell you guys now. <laughs> that wasn't a joke at all. One, one, one cri cri criticism I get is like people don't. Sometimes people don't like the the accented character. And then they quote this Bo Burnham quote like, "Oh, when you do an Asian accent, is white people think you're laughable, and now you're giving them permission to laugh at you." And then Bo said that. Yeah, people always leave. But don't a lot of people why speak like that in Malaysia? Yeah, that's exactly. how you fucking sound. Oh, so yeah. why are you taking uh, Asian comedy advice from Bo Burnham? First of all, <laughs> are you letting a white guy explain you know cultural comedy to you? And and second of all, like no, like in Asia, we a lot of us sound like that. Yeah. I don't think my mom's laughable. You know, it, yeah. that's uh, coming up with a white baggage thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my comedy is just about everything that happens in my life. And I talk about the hate crime stuff. I made it funny. It's not depressing. Oh, yeah. So it's a funny, funny story. It was funny even without commentary, I think. <laughs> yeah, you just put different music to those clips. <laughs> you had me and my dad touch me. I'm like, that's yes. fucking hilarious. <laughs> this guy's a genius. Hilarious. You say your dad touched you, other Asian kids like, what? Your dad touched you? Wow. <laughs> my dad never <laughs> talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> Felt zero effect. <laughs> We've reached the 14 minute, 35 second mark, which this is the part where we like turn up the heat. Oh shit! So, okay. um, you know, obviously, you didn't come from a lot of pain. That's not what informed your comedy. No. Um, but do you have a, a great life regret? Something that you're like, damn. I mean, you had a failed marriage. Um, yeah. Maybe yeah, you'll talk about that. that. Or a successful divorce. Or <laughs> successful. Uh, the what? The, I just... It's a failed marriage or a successful divorce. Ah. Uh, <laughs> a successful divorce. You didn't take any of my shit. So, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, none. Was a good per That's why I was two friends. That's you mean like fine. your comedy material or your actual? <laughs> <laughs> she took all your material. <laughs> She's Auntie Roger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. crazy, right? What if the judge and does Jemima? that and goes, she's gonna have to take half your material now? You're like, oh, yeah. you're so, like, no, not half of my set. I've been you working keep on the that. You want Raj or Jur? You can take the setups. She takes the punchline. Oh. You have to tour together. <laughs> oh, that's that's a funny reality me. show, isn't it, that dude? Sucks, dude? Take half the material that you have to perform with the ex-wife you hate. Dude, you can have it. You can have it. Yeah, that's a funny sitcom show. But then you fall back in love, maybe. Yeah, oh, that could be a nice really? rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to see a happy ending. And so no regrets no of regrets. any to of any type. Regrets. I well, there's got to be regrets. I think in my twenties, right, you're chasing this comedy thing, and then I was performing. So for a bit of context, I'll have, I had my day job nine to six, and then six p.m. I just take a train up to Birmingham, a city in the UK, perform, get back home like midnight, sleep, repeat four or five nights a week. What was your day job? Uh, I worked at a tech startup. So. Unfortunately, the San Francisco guys, I'm one of them, you know? That's why you know... Yeah. Yeah. That's why you can do the laptop jokes. That's, yeah. why, you, that's why you know exactly when to say GitHub. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I miss a lot of my friends, like, weddings and birthday parties, you know? But I think you're chasing a dream, that's kind of the sacrifice you have to make. But they're gonna, they're gonna get another birthday and another yeah. birthday and Birthdays another... Birthdays Sometimes yeah. another marriage. And I hear, I hear, like, weddings are not fun to go to sometimes, so maybe I dodge a bullet there, you know? Oh, you never been to any? 
No, actually, yeah, I never been to like a, a proper ceremony. No, no, no. Because Wait, one, I also don't live in Malaysia, so all my close friends are back in Malaysia. Oh. If I weren't doing comedy, I might have been able to like just fly back for my close friends. Were you too wedding. busy for your own wedding? No, I, we we just did a courthouse thing. Oh, word. Okay. We wanted to save up for like a, a proper marriage, but then I always. I never see, saw the value in it, and I wanted to get this comedy career going. And mar mm. wedding ceremony is what, 30, 40 grand minimum? Yeah. So to me, that's savings that I could put towards my career. Now, if I want to put on a, a ceremony, sure, I can have some savings now, but at the time, I was a struggling artist. Yeah. I couldn't. It's like five butlins. Five butlins? <laughs> yeah. Butlins. I mean, that, that bad show you did, that bad resort. Oh, five butlins. <laughs> butlins resort. So that's 250 pounds, man. What's <laughs> the part of comedy that's uh, rewarding to you so much so? Where you're willing to like quit your job, move cross country, like live this like nomadic life. Like, what about it do you love so much? Uh, it's pounding the fans. <laughs> yes, I knew it. I was waiting. You're always gonna get a fucking applause here for that, man. That's awesome. We're fan pounders here. Do you ever pull up your own videos with a fan in the room and then you just take her from behind? What's <laughs> 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 going on? This is hot seat, guys. We don't yeah. ask like I, fucking I, stupid I, cool I, questions. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that next time. <laughs> yeah, in the try background. It. it works, dude. I, I gotta say, one of my favorite things to do uh, is you you so you're with somebody new who knows that you're on the tubes and stuff, uh -huh. and then you pull up your own video and then you start to you start to watch it in the room with them, and then you see how long they're gonna last before they say something about it. <laughs> <laughs> just to fuck with them. Yeah, but, well, just to make them think like you love watching yourself, and it's like, oh, dude, you gotta check. <laughs> Oh, that, doesn't that get you right there? Just watch, oh. this. Just watch this right here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait for this part, wait for this part. I think, uh, I think I'll just go soft, man. <laughs> <laughs> See yourself. Yeah, i just go soft. Go soft? Just go soft. Yeah. Yeah. Has a fan ever asked you to wear the orange polo? They Yes, they have. And oh! What do you say to that? You, you, say, you say yes. You're like, thank you for being here and being naked. I'll do whatever you ask for, you know? That's, that's cool. That's a gentleman. That's I kind of believe you. I kind of believe you right now. Well, it's it's. I mean, she was funny, and I, I thought it was a funny thing. And I said, okay, let's, let's try it. You know, we just laughed a lot. It wasn't sexy. Can I, yeah. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. We both know it was a joke. It, she wasn't sincere in asking. But I did have someone during sex. She just called out Roger instead of Nigel. <laughs> Oh, that was like real, that was... And then did you go, ah <laughs> Who the fuck is Roger? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, oh fuck, Dude, sorry. Are... Yeah. Dude, fans are fucking crazy. So I'll tell you some shit off, I'll, I'll tell you some shit off camera, but I, I've known many a tuber, fortunately and unfortunately, and I'll, I'm gonna tell you a fucking crazy story. Oh, we go. what? We gotta go. That's wow. It. Wow. wow. On Patreon, guys. <laughs>